Welcome to another chapter of In the Keep Podcast. I'm your very own prophet of the drowned god, the Motherlode. This show is all about the world of arena first-person shooters, classic FPS games, their legacies, their lineage, and the people who keep that world turning. These are the players, the developers, the streamers, the influencers. It is the will of the drowned god, Cathala, that our communities band together in her cathedral to frag and give one another into oblivion for all eternity. Alright, we want to start off by thanking some of our most loyal supporters. I want to say thank you to Dots, Moose, Paul, Zach, Brandflix, Brondo, Nabe, Jeffrey, and Miss Alonso for being so fucking wonderful and uh, giving either financially or, you know, through your acts of kindness to the podcast. You guys are all fucking awesome. Thank you, the Drowned God Cathala. Um, absolves you of your sins or something. I don't know. <laughs> Just uh, letting everybody know that... Uh, for those of you who do enjoy the podcast and want to give a little bit back to the podcast, to the community, to prize pools, events, uh, whatever, production, anything like that, you have uh, several ways of doing that. You can go through Patreon, PayPal, or our Amazon affiliate link. Also, the PayPal link now actually uh, supports credit cards, so if you don't have PayPal, it makes it a little bit easier on you. And the Amazon link is now available in Italy, Canada, the UK, Germany, and France, not just the United States. We want to uh, extend as far as we can and uh, make that available to even those who are not in the United States. So thank God we did that. Praise Cathala. And also want to say a uh, big congratulations to the Cacolantern Contest winner. You're fucking awesome. You know who you are. I'm not going to say your name because as of recording this, I actually don't know who you are yet, but we will figure that out. And, uh, you got a free in the keep t-shirt. Congratulations. Give yourself a big fucking yay or whatever. Like, yeah, cool. And anybody else who wants an in the keep t-shirt, you can get one through our Redbubble page for now. And that will be linked uh, to the YouTube episode notes. And also it will be on our website in the keep.com under the merch tab. So hope you enjoy that. One more note for Patreon, folks, uh, just a note to everyone, really. Uh, if you do support on Patreon, you will get the show early. How early, Motherload? When I finish it, uh, which is usually usually about a week uh, or at least a few days before everyone else gets access to the episode. So if you're interested in that, that is another perk to donate on Patreon. So let's talk about our guest today. Uh, <laughs> this is a really fucking cool interview man I've, i'm so stoked to actually have done this one this is wadaholic and uh anyone out there who's familiar with total chaos will have heard his name at least but wadaholic a dude from down in uh, new zealand super fucking cool guy first of all and then total chaos is not only just an incredibly cool horror game but is a true testament to the power of the Doom engine. The whole game's made in Z-Doom. It's absolutely horrific <laughs> in the best possible way. If you like, you know, Amnesia or, you know, like Stalker. We're, we're going to talk about all that in the podcast, but the point is, like, it's it's a fucking cool mod for Doom, and it deserves recognition, and I get to talk to this guy for, like, an hour or so. He really, you know gets into the nitty-gritty of, like, what it was like to make it, what inspired him, or, you know, didn't, <laughs> it, surprisingly, some of the stuff. And just, you know, all of the hard work that went into this thing, because he worked on it for 15 fucking years. Uh, he also made Shotgun Frenzy, if you guys are familiar with that mod, and is uh, working on some other really cool projects that we'll get into uh, towards the end of the interview. So I hope you really enjoy it. You know, we got to talk about the music for just a second here, so I just want to say that the music this week is created by the man, the myth, the legend himself, I, Grack Simon, I-G-R-A-C-S-I-M-O-N. 
on YouTube. Go check his shit out. He will be releasing at some point soon. All of the music that you've heard him produce for The Keep on his YouTube channel, as well as all the other tracks that are already on there. He's an amazing musician, and this track in particular just kicks fucking total ass. And I had to make it specifically for this episode. So, that said, without any further ado, let's get in the keep with Wadaholic. I'm uh, Sam, better known as Waterholic Online. Um, I have been making Doom mods for most of my life. And uh, my most recent one I released last year took me 15 years to make. Uh, It's called Total Chaos. And uh, in a couple of weeks from now, on Halloween, I'll be releasing a director's cut of it, which will have a bunch of extra content, a few extra levels. Um, And yeah, that's me. So the legacy you already said it took you fifteen years of total chaos though was like yeah that everyone brings up like God that game took so fucking long to come out <laughs> but I mean it's it is an absolute true testament man to the power that can be harnessed from the Z Doom engine like it's incredible I I put it right up yeah, there it's, go ahead it's uh well yeah I was just thinking it's um something that uh you know the ever the engines have been evolving so rapidly these days that it's just mainly me been working on it for so long trying to catch up with what the uh what the updates are bringing um yeah well i would imagine that as you're making it over that course of time like an an update comes out to the engine like oh shit i could do this now oh shit i could do that now and then you have to like go back and implement features yeah yeah yeah, it was also just me being a perfectionist, which also contributed to making it take so long to finish. Nice. And eventually you get to a point where it's like, yeah, you got to just like, you know, tie up the loose ends and just finish it and get it out there. Otherwise, it's never going to happen. It's, I don't know, it's such an interesting thing. Like, it doesn't look anything like Doom by the time, you know, you finished it. I show other people it all the time because I've just been kind of enamored with it ever since I found out about it. And which was obviously very late to the game, but I don't know, like people look at it and they're like, Oh, what's that? Like I'll be watching it at work on YouTube or something and just kind of like, <laughs> I don't know, a review early on. And then people were like, uh, Oh, what's that game? I haven't seen that. I'm like, Oh, it's, this is actually in the doom two engine. And they're like, what? No, it's not. It's ridiculous. It, the artwork, the sound design, everything. It's like equally as good to me as like a resident evil game or, and Outlast, like, what were some of your influences kind of going into this? What inspired it's, you to make it? It's funny hearing that because, yeah, I do hear Resident Evil and uh, Silent Hill, you know, pop uh-huh. up quite a bit in reviews that I read. But I never actually played those games until, actually, I haven't, I've never played Silent Hill. And I only recently played Resident Evil, like the remake of it. Yeah. Um, so my inspirations mainly came from uh, games like Stalker. Okay. Um. But yeah, Resident Evil and Silent Hill, like I would look up online, it's like, oh yeah, what are the, you know, some of the greatest horror games ever made, and those would always show up. So I'd watch Let's Plays about them, um, which would help, I guess, with a few things. But yeah, it was mostly just Stalker and uh, Cry of Fear, which is probably two of the biggest inspirations. Um, and uh, yeah, but now that I've played Resident Evil, it's like I look back and I'm like, oh, you know, there's so many things I could have done better. <laughs> No, it's good. It's like it's pretty unique. I like the I like the uh, selection menu where you kind of like store items and everything. I like how Mm. the stats work. And it correct me if I'm wrong here, but didn't it did it originally start out where the radiation stat was something else? Like a yeah, originally uh, radiation was going to be sanity. Yeah. So you'd eventually the idea was uh, actually another inspiration was Dark Souls. And uh, something I liked about it was just, you know, opening up shortcuts to a much larger level and then you'd be able to backtrack and go back to a central area, you know, sort of like your safe place. Um, but the idea with that was the further away from, you know, your the safe space, the uh, more sanity you would lose. 
So the idea was to design something around having to return to a central hub-like area yeah. um, every now and then. But um, unfortunately, the more I went down that road, the uh, more I found it wasn't actually that fun having to revisit the same area over and over again. So uh, the sanity was eventually dropped and just replaced with radiation, um, which is a bit of a shame. But it would be something I'd love to revisit later down the line with another game. Um, but it just got too hard with this one. At, at first, the sanity meter idea kind of reminds me of Amnesia, The Dark Descent, which is one of my mm. favorite horror games of An- all time. Another game I still have to play. It's Actually, so- I have... Um, I have, uh, oh no, Out, they didn't make Outlast, did they? Uh, no, I don't to... believe that's, that's not, they're not related. Oh, oh yeah. I'm trying to, it wasn't Soma, was it? Mm, I think, I think you may be onto something there. I could actually, yeah. fuck it, we could Google played, shit. Yeah, I played a little bit of Soma. Um, Soma yeah, was like a spacefaring, like alien type game, right? Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. I'm about uh, 10, 15 minutes in, I think. I think I played a bit of it on the PS4, but that was like probably right when it came out or shortly thereafter. But yeah, the sanity meter immediately, like my first thought was like amnesia. Okay, cool. And then, yeah, I, I was correct. It became radiation after the fact. Uh, I thought radiation was fine. And you mentioned kind of the idea of returning to a hub, which... I could see how that would be really painful to have to do. I kind of like how you, you know, you progress a little bit and then there are certain areas of the game that are safe spaces as you progress, or at least appear to be so until you, you know, for instance, in episode yeah. two, like you think you're safe and then you walk down in that graveyard. If you, if you're stupid, <laughs> just get whacked. Well, I, it was also a bit of a holdover from, um, cause when total chaos first started out, it was originally going to be a open world mod. Mm. It was just going to be a large open area that you can explore the whole thing. And, uh, yeah, it, it's just it, that was one of the fit reasons everything took so long was because I had way too ambitious ideas, um, which, you know, it's the kind of game I wanted to make. But at the end of the day, uh, you know, it's just way beyond anything I'm capable of doing. So I had to sort of dial it back and make it a bit more um, sort of smaller scale and more focused which I guess helped in the end uh, make it as good as it was. Because if I went down the original track I was going to go, um, it probably wouldn't have been that much of a... It wouldn't have been anything good. Yeah, it's, it's very well paced, um, especially during the first episode. You know, you go a little while and you don't really see any monsters until you get to the room where there's like, I think like six or seven switches you have to turn after you pick up a key that will unlock mm. the switches, right? And then, and then you run into your first monster. and that that particular monster, I don't know what you call them, but those are the per- uh, that one's the the brute. The brute, okay. They're um prominent throughout pretty much the rest of that episode in the game itself. I guess that's kind of the basic enemy, but even they are so frustrating to beat, and I, I love the difficulty of it. Like it, you never mm. get removed from the horror of the fact that like. Those guys, it, any any enemy of the game could pretty much kill you if you don't know what you're doing, which you, no one should at the beginning. Mm, and Yeah. that's That's been a real hard thing to, yeah. with the director's cut, just having to add in all this extra content and try not to screw up the pacing and the the pacing of the encounters in the original mod. Because yeah. uh, in, the, in the director's cut, it's basically, there's 11, no, nine or 11 new weapons and about, Three or four of them are projectile based, so you now have like a revolver, and uh, there's a harpoon gun. And it's just been trying to find that balance of not making you too overpowered. Um, and the way that I've been going about that so far is just having lots, of, you know, very little ammo littered around the place. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's still something I got to be trying to be careful of as I progress. Did you? Did you take any inspiration, like as far as how the monsters were going to behave? Because the, the, the brute in particular, like it, it starts off, and as far as I was concerned, it's just going to whack me. But then they start picking up shit off the ground and throwing it in my face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And originally, originally they just yeah did melee attacks, um, but it wasn't until I guess it's probably a few months after release when I went to one point zero 
Um, I added in a few extra attacks. Like the, uh, I'm not sure if you reached the uh, the spider enemies yet, but they can now uh, run at you um, <laughs> at random. So like that sucks. they have this attack. Yeah. Why, why did you <laughs> tell me that? They have this attack where they um they spit like a ball of slime at you and it freezes yeah. you for a couple of seconds. And uh, in some cases, it's like a random uh, counter which says, okay, after you spit at the player and get them stuck, do like charge at them so that they just start you know running after you. That was something new that was added, um, mainly because I wanted to have the AI do stuff that you would not expect to happen. Yeah. Because, um, you know, it's kind of easy. It's like, oh, yeah, that, that brute's over there. He's quite far away. He's not going to be able to hurt me unless he gets close. But then, you know, suddenly he throws like a, a brick or a bottle at you. And then, yeah, it just kind of varies up the gameplay a bit, I felt. And also, like, the... The overhanging fruit is like the lack of firearms for the first while. And I know there's a way to get the shotgun earlier, mm. I think in episode two. Um, or Yeah. Yeah. But I couldn't I figure out that, how to do it. It's the, uh, <laughs> I've watched a lot of Let's Plays and it seems to be the hardest one to find. Um, I might try and make that a little bit easier. But then again, saying that is like, there's like two shotguns in the directors. Well, there was. Yeah. Yeah, there's a double barrel shotgun in the director's cut, which is a bit more prominent. Um, so I might make that shotgun easier to get, but then the double barrel one you're going to have to work for. Yeah, well, it's just excellent all the way around. Like, I, I really enjoy the fact, like, I, I know it's masochistic in a lot of ways, but <laughs> I, I like the punishment. That's, I, the, I, uh, that's the Dark Souls sneaking its way in. Yeah, for sure. It's it's a, <laughs> not an easy game uh, by any stretch of the imagination. I can barely play it for more than maybe 15 minutes at a time before I have to, like, all right, uh, time to take a break, uh, get re- mm. re- recover. Uh, so yeah, I just, at- just, just wait till you try the new game plus. It's like it puts you on a time limit. Um, and if you don't finish a level in 10 minutes, this uh, apps guy starts chasing you. Oh, shit. That'll be fun as hell. Yeah. <laughs> but it's pretty freaky. It gets me yeah. quite a bit still. I think uh, so. That'll be released on Halloween. This will likely come out like the week after, like dr- just well, after Halloween. So I'm trying to. Uh, well, I got a beta going out this weekend um, to a couple of people on the Discord community, and then if that goes well, I might try and put it out the week the week after. Okay. I mean, uh, hard to say. Yeah, I'm I'm estimating a week from now. Uh, just so people have a chance to get it before Halloween if, you know, they want to stream it or anything. Whatever the case, I think that uh, this episode should coincide somewhere in the near vicinity of the release of the new, you know, the proper director's cut of the game. Yeah. Uh, I guess guess it'll be out by now then. (laughs) What was the, like, like the key elements of making a horror game when you first started to kind of work on this project that you were looking to uh, accomplish? Like what I, you've, you've mentioned a little bit about like how stalker was an influence, but mm. like what, what, what were your goals as far as like, this is how I'm going to terrify someone. Um, I'm not sure. I mean, I guess, you know, I've been working on this for so long and uh, I remember I, I think it was because, I don't know. I was quite young when I started it, and I was like, oh, "Okay, I want to make something, you know, the scariest game ever, sort of thing." You know, stuff you say when you're in your early teens, right? Yeah. And uh, there was some guy on a forum somewhere who said, "Oh, you can't make Doom scary," um, and that kind of, it <laughs> kind of, I don't know, hit a nerve, I guess. Because then wrong, I was like, man. "Oh yeah, yeah, I'll prove you wrong, man. <laughs> Give me another ten years." <laughs> 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 nah, I, I don't know. I just like, um, I like watching. Let's plays like I watch as many let's plays as I can, mm-hmm. and I just like watching people get scared. Um, it's it's fun to watch. Um, yeah, I don't know. I've just always liked horror, I guess. Like films or just games? Uh, mostly games. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm not. Well, mm, I don't really watch as many films as I as I used to. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. No. Like a lot of the main, you know sort of you know popular horror movies i haven't you know i've never watched i haven't watched like chainsaw massacre or um yeah more games i don't know i i really think you nailed it dude it's a fucking terrifying game it's i think i mentioned i mentioned earlier like resident evil 
Uh, you brought up Silent Hills. Silent Hills 2 is definitely one of my favorite horror games. It's like a secret pleasure of mine because this podcast is mostly about like arena shooters and you know mm. Doom itself and everything. But then I, I I was so inspired by the obvious work that you put into this mod that I was like, man, this is this is in the Doom engine. This needs to be talked about. And that's my other love is like these these crazy fucking horror games and everything. Like Silent mm. Hills definitely uh, one of the scariest fucking games ever. Um, yeah, yeah. I've watched, um, yeah, Silent Hill two. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've watched quite a few let's plays of it. Another thing, uh, go, ahead. go ahead. Yeah, I was just saying, you know, like a lot of the early game stuff. Um, I kind of modified the mod to sort of be more of a build up um, based on you know what I saw of Silent Hill two because you know it did get used to get straight into the action pretty early and yeah, yeah. There's a lot of stuff I needed to learn about. You know, timing and pacing. Um, Building an atmosphere and everything. Yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed... I don't think you played... Did you, you probably didn't play Alien Isolation, but I enjoyed that game uh, as well. About uh, half an hour in, Yeah, uh, I haven't come across the alien yet. <laughs> that's that's what's so wonderful about that game, is like the pacing is so like kind of long and drawn out. Sort of like you do, you get to the brute in the first episode, but then as you go on, like the enemies become far more uh, terrifying. Later in Alien, uh, you know, even after you've met the alien, you start to have to deal with the uh, the androids, which are fucking super annoying <laughs> and terrifying. <laughs> but yeah, that's it's just a huge part of horror is like uh, kind of drawing out the experience and making it so that uh, no one really knows what to expect. That's kind of how it goes. Especially mm. the the yeah. spiders when you first meet the spiders in Total Chaos, they're they look like just a fixture, you know. Mm. Like I get there and I'm like, oh, these are just some weird things on the ground. All right, cool. Then I start moving, <laughs> and then uh, they start moving. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a, a yeah, particular. That. Go ahead. That bit when you go into, you know, they're all sleeping. Um, it was important to put that in there because, uh, you know, I kind of just wanted players to encounter them and just figure out, you know, have time to think about what they want to do about it, you know, what the next move is, you know, rather than having them just come straight at you and you kind of have to, you know, act fast. Yeah, run, run really fast. Yeah. Go yeah, hit that yeah. switch and get out of the room, which also, like, I didn't even know what switch to hit until I, like, I had to go back and watch, like, videos of it. Like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with these guys? <laughs> yeah. Did you, um, when designing that particular room where you kind of, you drop into a, uh, basically a room full of these spiders, and there's that switch that you have to go kind of hit and then run out of the room. Um, yeah. What was your intention? Like, how did you... Versus, like versus how you've seen people play, is there any difference between how you've seen people play the game versus what you intended them to do? Um, I think that that bit was the bit where you dropped down into the spider layer. I think was the one part that kind of worked the way I expected it to. You know, I watch a lot of let's plays and mm-hmm. you know people react to stuff. You know, more you know they react to it more than I thought they would, or less than I thought they would. But there, yeah, the spider bit seems to be the most. Um, the bit that worked the best, I thought, because I wanted just to have it. Yeah, the idea was, yeah, I just I wanted to have it. You drop into this layer and they're all sleeping, and you kind of look around and you can try and figure out what your next move is, what you want to do about it. Um, my favorite let's play I watched of someone playing that bit was, yeah, they dropped down into the layer, they saw the spiders, and they're like, right, screw this, I'm out, not playing anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, a lot of it's just. Uh, yeah, when I'm designing encounters, it's just like I'll try this out. Um, yeah, and if it doesn't work, it's like okay, I'll scrap that, do it again. Um, it's a, it's a bit of a shame because that was the, probably the bit this, the first spider encounter was the bit I worked the most on. A lot of the other encounters, but apart from the brute at the start, were kind of just afterthoughts, uh, which is something I wanted to go back and fix up in the director's cut. Just try and make the encounters with new enemies a bit more meaningful. Yeah. Hmm. What was your intention like with the setting? Because uh, it's not something you see every day. It's like a, it's it's basically an abandoned base, and without spoiling the plot or anything. Mm. Um, I guess the idea was, uh, yeah, without spoiling the plot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, you could you could spoil it. I mean, it's up to you. Most people have played yeah. it at this point, but but I, I guess the idea was behind the because the the mods set on an island. Um, this abandoned fortress 
on an island, uh, kind of like uh, Battleship Island in Japan, um, which is an interesting, really interesting pl- place to look at. It's, it's actually what inspired a lot of the uh, design behind the mod. Mm-hmm. Um, the idea was, yeah, I just wanted to have it. You're, you're isolated on this island, and um, uh, yeah, it kind of you know, a spoiler. It's a little bit of spoiler. It kind of ties into the, your psyche, the character's psyche. Mm-hmm. Um, you're kind of all alone in the middle of nowhere. You have no one to talk to. Um, and as you progress through the mod, you sort of fit. You know, you get more hints at that. Um, yeah, I yeah, it was mostly Battleship Island that inspired the design of it. Um, but- it's actually funny because you know, when I was working on earlier versions, when I was going back to the open world design, I I actually got a map of Battleship Island, and I was like, okay, let's try and recreate this as close as possible. Um, yeah, it didn't really work out too well in the end, but a lot of that design philosophy kind of followed into the final mod. Um, and also, you know, concrete bunkers are kind of are pretty easy to make, um, so I sort of stuck with that rather than doing you know large open world forests or cities or anything like that well, let's talk about that a, a little bit too is that yeah as you said making a concrete bunker is fairly easy but th- this is one of the more uh graphically impressive actually the i think the most graphically impressive doom wad probably ever made uh in terms of just for, it for now yeah it there's, there's a lot of mods catching up pretty fast <laughs> it just doesn't it doesn't look anything like doom at all it's like if you if you didn't tell someone this is a doom mod they wouldn't really pick up on it unless they knew the engine like like, okay well the the way that the character moves or something but even that it's a bit different like you it it appears like the player's uh viewpoint is you know a bit more realistic (laughs) than Mm. than with doom um yeah yeah i mean a lot of the the movement code was kind of uh hacked yeah you know i just basically hacked what the original movement was and tried to make it yeah, you know, there's like canvas swaying now, and you got the whole dodge system. Mm-hmm. Um, all of that was just tacked on top with, uh, you know, the standard uh, ACS script, which is what you know you use to program levels. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, you press a key, and it'll just thrust the player. Like, I'm pretty sure that was not the intention of the language. Uh, when you when you look at you know modding for Doom now, you've got more advanced systems like ZScript which you know can do pretty much anything you want but unfortunately when i started the mod um that sort of stuff wasn't really available um yeah i've been reluctant to release the source code actually because it's it's a horrible mess <laughs> did you, did you have uh like a background in computer coding a lot before you joined? Um, Cause you said you were a teenager essentially when you yeah it's mostly self-taught. Like I've done a lot of game design beforehand. Um, I've done. There's this really ancient engine back in the day, um, 3D Game Studio. Um, I, I used to do a lot of stuff on that. This was before Unity was around, or you know, the Unreal Engine was around, but it wasn't widely available as it is now. But uh, yeah, that, my I did a, a little bit of game coding back in the day, and that definitely helped you know, put the mod together and have an understanding of how functions work and all that basic stuff. Interesting. So with, with that knowledge, like did you, you got into doom obviously at some point, like, so I guess, Mm. how did you get into, uh, like what, what inspired you to get into doom? And then, um, Oh, well, when I started with doom was way back, I was probably way too young for my parents to be letting me play it. Um, yeah. And I remember, yeah, the first, I guess, well, I guess I was about six or seven. Um, you know, and my parents bought me a copy of Doom 2 for Christmas. I was like, oh, yeah, play this. Um, and, uh, you know, I didn't really know much about level editors back then, but I stumbled upon uh, like one of the earlier ones, Ward Author. I just made maps with that, and I just, I don't know. It was sort of, I guess, mapping for Doom was kind of my introduction to you know, making games in the first place. Okay. Because um, I've kind of just been a game designer ever since. And then you took that, you know, like low level editing knowledge and you, you decided at some point to make Total Chaos. Hmm. Did you realize like how 
much shit you're going to have to do to that engine to make it work the way you wanted to at the no. time. Okay. No idea. <laughs> so, yeah. The, um, the very earlier versions, um, they looked nothing like I had no idea what I was doing. I had yeah. no plan. I just wanted to make something freaky. Um, and, uh, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I mean, I say that I've been working on it for 15 years, but if you were to take, you know, the work, all of the work that you actually see in the final mod, it's probably only about a year or two, okay. a year or two's worth of work. Um, before that, there was just so many scrapped projects. There was so many scrapped versions of the mod. Um, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, I did all this work and I threw it away, but I still learned a lot from making it which you know if i didn't do that in the first place then i wouldn't have been able to you know do what i did with the mod and at, in the end yeah but like what kept you going like for fif- 15 years i can't even imagine like, working i think on- uh i think i got to a certain point where i realized i was in too deep and <laughs> i couldn't just give up on it otherwise uh it'll just be so much wasted time and work um all for nothing so i kind of that's mostly what made me stick with it was i just didn't want to i was sick of starting projects and never finishing them and uh i've been working on this one for far too long at that point i just wanted to see it through to the end yeah and to give it away for free i know that's the tradition in the doom community is like yeah it's a Mm. wad it's based on the doom engine let's give it away for free and shit but man like it's such a it's such a fantastic game. Like I know that people gave uh, the guy that made Heat on you know a lot of shit for charging for his game. Not much. Was, I think mm-hmm. it was like fifteen bucks. But shit, like he made a whole new game. You did too. Like it has nothing. Yeah, to play. yeah. I mean, yeah. well, yeah. I'm, I've always intended to give it away for free, but uh, I mean, in the future, I would like to revisit it again and try and make a you know a version that's not sort of constrained to. Yeah, GZ Doom's a brilliant engine, but um, it's 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 so many things you have to do to make it work, which is a lot hard. You know, it's a lot harder to do than you know, say something like Unity or Unreal. Um, definitely something I want to revisit in the future. But yeah, I just don't want it to take another fifteen years to actually make something. <laughs> so uh, I got to think about it a bit more. Hold on, new beer time. <laughs> I had to make sure. Yeah. Oh no, uh, no, 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 no. Okay, we're good. Beer here, but actually, um, give me one second. Grab one too. (laughs) Hell yeah! Just try to make sure it doesn't spew all over the desk. That happens way too often here. Ching! I love all this background. I'm gonna leave all this into the final cut. By the way, people listening, because. To me, the act of getting a beer is sacred, obviously. If you've listened to In the Key podcast before. Just realized I ran out of coffee. Oh, shit. Well, I forgot yeah. it was like... It's so hard for me to keep track of different time zones with everybody. Because, you know, like earlier today I was talking to a guy in the Czech Republic. Uh, today I'm talking to you and you're in fucking New Zealand. So, like, I look at my clock. I'm like, what fucking time is it in New Zealand? <laughs> trying to keep up with everything. But, at least uh, it's not Australia. They got like five different time zones. Yeah, fuck. Australia annoys the <laughs> shit out of me because, like, I, generally, you know, like, I don't mean to sound like an egocentric American, but, you know, Australia and New Zealand get grouped into one thing for us. Like, mm. okay, Oceania, whatever the fuck. And then, yeah. So yeah. I have a clock for Perth and then I have a clock for New Zealand. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on between these two time zones? <laughs> but yeah, as you, as you were saying, cheers, by the way. Cheers. I would uh, click the microphone, but it might deafen you. No, you're fine. Uh, as you're saying though, like all this fucking work you had to put into the Doom engine, like it, it, you had to be some kind of fucking crazy person to like think that, that the Doom engine would be able to do this, and you pulled it off, man. So fucking congrats to you. Like I love, I I truly love this game. Total Chaos. Yeah, I, should be a twenty dollar game at minimum on Steam. So uh, one day, one day. <laughs> I'd love to revisit it. I've actually been working on um, a couple of things on the side, okay. um, you know, like prototypes. But uh, yeah, at the end of the day, um, it's definitely something I need to get a team together for. It's not really something, you know, the standard of, you know, making a game these days has just grown so much over the last 10 years that, um, yeah, I definitely need to get a team together 
you know, if I did want to revisit this and do it justice. Was a, another question I wanted to ask you is like, was this, this is all primarily just you, right? Like you're doing all the, um, art, the sound. What? Mostly. Uh, I, I had a friend help out, uh, Richie. Um, he did a lot of the earlier monster designs. Um, and yeah, I've had a, I've had a lot of great people come on board to work on the music. Um, you know, Jason Dagnant. Oh, sorry. I can never pronounce his last name properly. Yeah, Jason, William, um, Azima. Um, and yeah, you know, they, they just came to me. They just wrote an email and said, hey, you know, here's some music. What do you think? Like I didn't actually go out to find these people, um, yeah. which, which helped, you know, stuff like that really helps. Um, and I've had a few other people, you know, come and offer assistance. You know, it's like, hey, I can do some animation. I can do you know, textures, this and that, but, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was mostly just me, um, locked up in a room, <laughs> um, for, for a very long time. Yeah. Do you, so like, is that kind of like your creative blanket is like you lock yourself in a room, be alone, you know, like what, what's yeah, your I process? Just, yeah. I just, um, put, put my music on, um, what kind of music? I, know, I listen to a lot of yeah, uh, Porcupine Tree. Oh um, fuck, Dude, we're best Mills. friends. We're best friends. Yeah, yeah, great band. It's a shame that it's uh, not so easy to listen to on Spotify these days. But uh, yeah, I listen to a lot of that. Uh, Radiohead. Mm-hmm. Um, I just have these playlists that I just listen to over and over again, um, and it sort of puts me in the mood, you know, just to do some mapping. But yeah, when I whenever I do it, it's like you know, four hour stints, five hour stints. Yeah. Um, you know, I can't just sit down and do like an hour's worth of work. It has to be sort of an extended amount of time. Otherwise, I just don't really make anything meaningful. What's the thing about like making podcasts is that like I, I can't be listening to music while I'm editing audio, you know? <laughs> mm. yeah. But yeah, I, I love it. Only, yeah. Steve I, Wilson. I, wait, yeah. Sorry? Uh, Steve Wilson from Porcupine Tree, man. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's like, great. He's yeah. uh, it's, uh yeah, the guy's a legend. Genius. Um, I haven't listened to a lot of his solo stuff. I've listened to a couple of albums, but not a lot of the new stuff. What's his record? Mm-hmm. The the Raven that whatever. It, it's excellent. Uh, there's a track on it called Home Invasion that I really just I don't know why that track gets me so pumped. I put it on. I like um I think it's Drive Home. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's a good one. A nice mellow track. But No, yeah, like I think that the music that someone listens to can really say a lot about who they are creatively too. And that that's like actually the fact that you're a Steve Wilson fan makes so much more sense why you would put so much fucking time into this. wad, dude? Like, <laughs> I don't know why that, that just says something to me. Yeah. It's just been a mostly, yeah, mostly a passion project. Yeah. Um, Cause if you, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not the only one though. I know, yeah, you know, I've got a lot of uh, friends on my Discord that they just put so much time into the stuff that they make. Um, it's it's truly impressive. Um, yeah, and especially knowing how long it actually takes to do this. You know how long it actually takes to get you know like a model and a monster working in in Doom. It's just it takes so much longer than it would with you know a more conventional game engine. But yeah, they just put so much time into it. No, the the Doom modding community is like the most uh, like complex and diverse group of people I think I've ever seen. Like they all have one thing in common: they love Doom, obviously. Mm. But like, yeah, guys like you, you've got you know all these different different people. Like I, I actually also produced a Doom is Dead podcast with Human Bones mm. and all that. They talk to a lot of these you know like multiplayer mappers, which is a totally different animal, you know. And then yeah, yeah. But then you have. Oh, so you go. Okay, I'll I'll go first, and then I'll let you go, and then we'll figure out a way to tie it all together somehow. (laughs) Uh, Like, uh, like Sergeant Mark IV, uh, for for just example, right? Real Hmm. Doom. He's working on Viet Doom now. Um, Clearly, a very complicated guy. Like I've I've never met him. Uh, People have varying opinions about him. I definitely can't speak one way or the other. Like I I hate. I would. hate to uh judge him having not met him however mm. uh clearly a very complicated guy 
but mm. you guys are all working within this engine and creating some of the most fucking incredible gameplay experiences that anyone could ever experience out of a game that was made in like 1994 or technically made in like 93 really mm. like over over time and yeah it's um i don't know it's just such a it's pretty crazy to think how relevant it still is mm-hmm. you know all these years later um but i definitely it's definitely the modding scene that has helped keep it alive you know without you know the early adoption of the modding scene it probably wouldn't be it definitely wouldn't be as big as it is now um which is quite a shame seeing a lot of the newer game well you know i say it's a shame but you know a lot of the newer games not having modding support i can understand that it actually is really hard to get that working in a you know a more modern game than it used to be yeah um but yeah it is important to keep modding scenes alive and you know um I don't don't really know where i was going with that but <laughs> now it's been an ongoing topic of the day is like uh how for instance, you know, like the Quake engine, you could mod mm. the shit out of the Quake engine, not quite to the extent that you can with Doom. I mean, I'm sure if you put in the effort, you could totally transform it and then make like the Gold Source engine, and then you end up with Half Life mm. and Counter Strike and all this fucking shit. But the uh, the modern games that we get come out, you know, and they're so utterly complex that even if they did, which they won't, because you know most game companies just want to make money and on everything they produce mm. and extract every last sent out of it uh you, most people don't have the uh computing power say to make a, a quake champions map or you know mm. realistically in their house whereas you could sit at your desktop and create absolute beautiful artwork out of the doom engine it's and mm. you will be forever that'll it should always be a thing yeah yeah well i got yeah i can't ever see a day where the doom modern community is gonna die um, it seems to just be getting better and better. There are young kids, like like really young people, getting into this too. Like they find the game and they're like, "Oh, I could do whatever I want with it." They they make yeah they make something. I know I know yeah. a tremendous amount of people that do that. Yeah, it's 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 a beautiful thing. Um, I yeah, I've never really checked out any of the other modern communities. Like I've never, I used to do a little bit of Unreal tournament mapping back in the day, but I never released anything. And uh, I never tried. Well, I tried doing like Half-Life 2 maps, but mm-hmm. uh, never got into the Half-Life modding scene. Um, yeah. Did you play any other games after, you know, Doom, like uh, competitive-wise um, or anything? Yeah, I did. Uh, but yeah, definitely, you know, Half-Life, Half-Life 2, all those source games. I played a lot of those. Um, not really... Yeah, I, I, I used to play a shitload of Elite Dangerous. Um, but then, yeah, it got a bit grindy for me, so I, I, I moved on from that. Um, but no, I've always, personally, I've always enjoyed making stuff more than playing video games. Um, you know, for me, sitting down and relaxing is just like cranking open Unity and just trying to, you know, write some code and make something cool. Um, I've always enjoyed that a lot more. I'm glad people like you exist because I feel the opposite. <laughs> but yeah. 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 Back to back to total chaos a bit. Um you t- you talk about like the fact that the Doom commodity uh community the Doom modding community, I'll fix that in in post. Will <laughs> never die and everything. <laughs> hmm. And and we talked a bit about like you know, like there's constantly at least some sort of maybe a trickle of people coming in and, and trying new things with it. Hmm. What, uh, what is it about that community? Like it, I assume you live in New Zealand. Uh, do you, hmm. are you sort of isolated? Do you, do you go out a lot? You see the um, sunshine? Su- you- surprisingly, uh, two of the people I know on discord, no, actually three of the people I know on discord from the doom morning community, we just somehow by coincidence, met and were like, "Hey, we're actually all from New Zealand." Yeah, yeah. Um, like we didn't, we didn't actually go out looking for people from New Zealand. Like we just sort of by coincidence found out. Yeah, you know, one of the one of the top contributors to uh, Total Chaos, uh, uh, Mister Cat is his name, mm-hmm. was uh, his community name. Um, he uh, he did a lot of the code 
behind the game. Um, but he, yeah, he's in New Zealand as well, which I thought was crazy because I knew the guy for about five or six years until I found that out. Um, now, I, I never met the guy, though. I, I keep saying, you know, whenever I'm in the, you know, on your side of New Zealand, I'll come and say hi, but I keep forgetting to. Uh, yeah, it's not that far. Just go, man. <laughs> yeah. Do it tomorrow yeah, when you wake up. <laughs> do it tomorrow. Catch a plane. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. Surprising. Yeah, I should feel isolated, but surprisingly, I don't. Um, it's, uh, yeah, I don't really know. I, I can't really describe what keeps it alive, but um, I guess it's just such a addictive game in the first place. You know, people love making stuff for it. They're always going to come back and, you know, the barrier, you know, it's so easy to make stuff for two. Um, yeah, you can make a map in like a couple of hours. Yeah, especially with up online. trench broom and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. What what, um, what did you use to edit the maps? I, I, didn't I, um, I use uh, GZ Doom Builder, mm. which is a, it's like a fork of uh, Doom Builder, which lets you, you know, do all of, you use all the OpenGL features like dynamic lighting and uh, you get to see the 3D models in the editor. Um, before that, I used uh, Wadorfer, which was something from uh, the 90s. It's like a Windows version of, um, it's just a standard Windows, you know, level editor. Um, but I don't think it will be around anymore. Um, yeah, that was like one you had to pay for. It's like $30 to um, get the license for or something. How do you decide on like what map editors to use? Because it, there seems to be, like, I have no experience with this, but you know. Um, so- I think, uh, well, I know uh, this is just coming from personal experience, but yeah, I mean, Doom Builder is kind of free. Uh, but most of the, uh, you know, there's so many tutorials online on how to use it. Um, there were, you know, like 10, 15 years ago, there were many other popular editors, but uh, it sounds like most people just use Doom Builder these days because it's free and easy. Yeah. Um, you can also do, uh, you, know, you get to do like a 3D preview of the map while you're doing it, which is, you know, helps a lot. Do you find that with uh, making, making maps and, you know, using different editors and everything, like I, I've talked to quite a few people who use the Unity engine to make their games. And it seems that just the fact that it's kind of like pseudo free, you know, easy to use, like as opposed to like fucking, I believe the Unreal engine charges you like a pretty significant percentage once you actually publish your game and everything mm-hmm. as as well as an entry fee and everything like that. Um, you even mentioned a bit about using Unity. Like what is it about that, that uh, gravitated you towards using that engine? Um, I think, uh, well, when I got into Unity, it was, uh, you still had to pay a license fee to get to Unreal. Um, but, it, um, so that was what gravitated me towards it in the first place. You know, it was the only real, well, it wasn't the only free engine, but it was one of the more popular ones back in the day. Right. And, uh, you know, I managed to get a few years experience on that before I moved, you know, before Unreal released for free as well. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, but I've used both engines, and uh, you know, Unreal's great, but you can do stuff so much quicker with Unity. Um, like, if you want to prototype a game out, it only take you a couple of hours. Um, so, th- yeah, I, I guess uh, I don't know. Whatever's quicker and easier, I always stick with that. Yeah. Um, even though Unreal can do, you know, far more impressive stuff in some cases. Well, Unity's um, like. Sometimes it's a bad rap just because of the people who like kind of create yeah. games and reuse assets and publish it and try to get a cash grab out of it. But I guess that's a problem with the ever you know decreasing barrier of entry is it's just going to be so much garbage it gets pushed out. Yeah, um, but I guess you get that with anything, right? But then um, you get like a dusk come out of it or something. Like yeah, yeah. That's um yeah. I just finished that game a, a couple of weeks back. Mm-hmm. Um, blood, bloody incredible. Hey, Dave Oshry, if you're listening, man, I've, uh, hurry up, get on the show. <laughs> I, I want to get, I, I really do want to get Dave and uh, both Dave's, uh, Dave Oshry and Dave Sumansky, like, uh, because of Dusk being such a fucking fantastic game, but mm. clearly like a lot of Doom influence in there too. Um, 
Whoever yeah, talking. I think. Um, go ahead. Yeah, it seems to be a lot of. Oh, so you go. No, no, no. You're you're first. Uh, I was just going to say, you know, Dusk and uh, Proteus is another one which looks really sweet. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, it just seems to be a rise of uh, retro shooters coming out these days, which is it's pretty cool. Um, That's the thing. Proteus podcast, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, Proteus, um, I think there's like an ex Doom mapper who's uh, mm-hmm. jumped on board for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you definitely do see a lot of these uh, you know, Doom community members move on and you know make their own games. Um, the guy who made uh, the Skull Tag source port, he he went on and you know started making independent games as there, well. There definitely seems to be a uh, Skull Tag. You say Carnival? Yeah, it's. Um, yeah, it's uh, what um, Carnival. Zandrum. Yeah, hang on, I'll look at yeah. that. He's been on before. Yeah, I, I love Carnival, man. He's a good. Oh, guy. Carnival. Sorry, yeah. I thought you said Chronicle. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. He made <laughs> yeah, uh, Carnival. Made Rack and uh, Rack Xverse. I really disappointed, but the fact that uh, I kind of Carnival, I love you, man. The uh, the fact that Rack Rack Xverse didn't do as well as you know a lot of people wanted it to, uh, but. I mm. I wish it had and yeah, but absolutely you're right. Yeah, the the uh, influx of the retro shooter kind of genre. I don't even want to call it the retro shooter. It just seems more like uh, people are sick and tired of having to update their fucking PC to you know like pay you know get a new graphics card. It's like fucking six hundred dollars mm. or whatever, or, or maybe more if you want an RTX and all this shit. And like. I don't care yeah. that much about graphics, dude. <laughs> like, no one. Yeah. Really... The, the irony with a lot of retro shooters these days, though, is uh, it's like, oh yeah, it looks retro. It's going to run on old hardware, but <laughs> sometimes it's not the case. Sometimes, yeah, it, yeah, it's a retro-looking game, but it still needs a you know pretty beefy computer to run on. Um, that, that is true. Yeah, the that's unfortunate. A... Um, actually, I don't know why that is. Yeah, um, you know, but messy. It could be messy code. It could be a lot of different things. But I think that. Uh, yeah. I think people are trending towards like they want a more pure gaming experience, whether that be a single player type situation where you're creating or whether that be with their multiplayer games, like a shitload of people Mm. are gravitating right back towards, you know, like Quake. I'm going to talk about Quake a lot because it's just an an obsession of mine, but like, you know, people Mm. play Quake Champions and they're like, God damn, man, why is this using 90% of my CPU? Then they go back and and they play like a, a Quake Live or quake world in my case and all that kind of thing and then they're like wow man this is so much better i could run it at a thousand and one frames per second <laughs> like <laughs> and it's it's excellent dude i just mm. maybe maybe i've had yeah. one too many beers but seriously man like I, I truly appreciate what you guys do all of you oh cheers man i lo- love doing it mm-hmm. yeah i played a bit of um played a bit of champions when that was uh that was about um not bad but then again, I never played a lot of Quake Three, so yeah, I don't really know what the what the golden standard is. There isn't one. <laughs> people would. <laughs> there's a lot of people that are going to argue back and forth about that. I'll just leave it mm. to them to decide. But there isn't one, man. Like uh, each Quake has something special to offer, and I, I think know. it's it's funny with the Quake series. It seems to be the most uh, all over the show series of games i've ever played like you got quake one which is like you know cthulhu and uh it's like all medieval and stuff and then quake two is all you know modern military mm-hmm. um futuristic sci-fi quake three is like an arena shooter um it's yeah quite a quite a diverse series of games um there's a lot of history to that i could rehash i mean basically carmack and romero made doom then mm. Quake, you know, was originally supposed to be like John Romero. What what he ended up trying to kind of making with Di, uh, Daikatana, mm. you know, and it, they wanted it to be something else. And then you know, within the company, Romero wasn't happy. They he didn't like the way that they went with Quake, which was basically to make another shooter, uh, which he didn't intend. Because, you know, mm-hmm. that you have all this Lovecraftian shit in that first one. It's because they wanted it to be like a medieval, or he wanted it to be like a medieval kind of game. And then mm-hmm. it ended up being like a, you know, a, another quote-unquote Doom clone type yeah. situation. But obviously with a very impressive engine behind it, uh, the first like real 3D engine. 
Yeah. And then Quake 2, John Romero had left the company. And mm. John Carmack uh, continued to just make another one of the most impressive uh, graphics, at least, engines I've ever seen. Like, to this day, like, Quake 2 is so impressive. And especially the sound design in Quake 2 is like, I don't know why the Quake the 2 sound design is not the gold standard for all sound design to mm. for every game afterwards. Yeah, it had a uh, had incredible atmosphere. Yeah, and then Quake Quake Three. By the time Quake Three came around, Romero was totally gone, and he had this like John Carmack's left with this group at, at id Software that didn't want to uh, work together necessarily. It was kind of like a hostile working environment, so they yeah. couldn't they couldn't agree on like making maps for you know like a, a cohesive single player experience. And like by that point, like everybody was already playing you know Doom Deathmatch. Quake World had come out. Uh, Quake Two had accumulated a pretty significant multiplayer scene, and Carmack's mm. like, "Like fuck it, let's just we'll take all of your different fucking wacky ass maps and we'll just make something that's like a you know like level by level, they're different arena shooter maps, and it won't have it mm. to have a story behind it necessarily." Yeah, and yeah, thus, I, yeah, you've read uh, Masters of Doom, mm-hmm. have you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, amazing book. I got to read it again. But um, yeah, that was something I never really knew a lot about was the history behind Quake Three. Yeah, um, I didn't know that was yeah that was what caused it. Yeah, it's just I I, hate, I I'm not trying to flex or anything, but just like that. Yeah, the Doom and then Quake, the early years of id Software with those two guys in particular with, with John and John. And then, mm. you know, we even talked about the two Daves with Dave Oscary and uh, Dave Szymanski with Dusk and everything. Mm. And before that, Daves. yeah, Steve Jobs. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> the there's, two al- <laughs> there's always something like that. But, I just got to find another Sam. Yeah. As, as soon as you do that, man, you're going to be a millionaire. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's the secret. No, I, I do love talking about this kind of stuff, man. It's really mm. cool. But back to you. It's enough talking about its software. <laughs> you uh you also have your other mod, uh Shotgun Frenzy. I've actually seen mm. this around quite a few times. Uh, different reviewers have covered it, especially I'm a big fan of Icarus Lives. I think he's uh as far as Doom mods go, he's probably my favorite guy because he's uh constantly happy. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, he's he's great to watch. I uh yeah. I watch a lot of, yeah, I've subscribed to him, I watch a lot of his stuff. Yeah. Um, I was, bit, I was surprised to see you did Shotgun Frenzy, like a full, you know, three and a half hour stream on it. Um, I didn't know you was going to do that. I'm, I'm actually surprised the thing's still alive. Like, people still play it. I thought it died a long time ago, but it crops up every now and then. So what was your intention behind that one? Because you get, like, a, sort of the point system and everything. It's just shotguns. It's, it's such a weird thing. <laughs> like <constantly>. Yeah. It's, <laughs> well, I don't know. Like, um, yeah, that was. I started that project, and it kind of just turned into five different things like there were you know three different game types you could play and i would just uh um yeah in the end the actual final build was just you know i got the best stuff out of you know 20 maps i made and just put them together um yeah that 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 project i started a long time ago so i can't really remember you know what got me into making that um in the first place but uh you made this like yeah. while while you're already working on Total Chaos in a sense. Yeah, a little bit before that. Well, I started it um, earlier than Total Chaos, but it still took. I mean, I must have been working on it for about three or four years. So you um, started this project as a teenager. Yeah, well, it must have been. Well, I was I was in high school still. Fuck. I was doing it. I'm a failure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't worry, mate. It didn't. <laughs> I haven't made any money off it, so. <laughs> yeah, art art is more valuable than money, man. Like seriously. Yeah, yeah. Well, unfortunately, when you get old, like to a certain age, it's like, okay, now I got to try and make a living out of this. And like, oh, shit. <laughs> I think you can, dude. Like you've impressed the shit out of me. Like I, I, I'm gonna throw money at whatever project you decide to charge for at this point. Yeah. Uh, uh, cheers. Yeah. <laughs> you could, uh, you could, you could, you could pay for my rent. I'm <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> no, just kidding. Start a um, Patreon page. Sure, like, pay my rent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure someone's done it before. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was um, it's weird because when I made that mod, I never actually played a multiplayer match of it because every time someone would start up a game, 
it will be in America, right? And mm-hmm. the ping would be, you know, 200, 300. And I'd join the server and I'd just get kicked for having a bad ping. <laughs> so, in your own fucking game. <laughs> in, my own, in my own game, yeah. So I never, I've never actually been able to play an online match with Shotgun Frenzy, um, which is weird. Which is actually, no, it's actually really bad because uh, yeah, you're making a multiplayer game and you can't test it to balance it. Then, yeah, of course it's not going to go down so well. So yeah. it took quite a few years to get that one right. And fortunately, um, there have been a lot of great modders who have picked up the mod and just made an unofficial patch of it. Yeah. And really, you know, so the version that gets played now is like an unofficial patch, which, you know, fixes a lot of the problems. Yeah. Like the PVP is one thing, but like, a, a, especially survival, you know, the mm. way that, that I've seen a lot of people kind of take that and use it or, or a invasion mod, you know, it's, it's perfect for that. Yeah, it's um. I think the idea actually a lot. Of, actually, now that I now that I'm thinking about it more, a lot of the inspiration behind that came from uh, playing Natural Selection, mm. which is like a uh, it was started out as a Half Life mod and then it ended up in its own game. Yeah, um, I really enjoyed the you know the whole base building aspect of that. You know, integrating RTS elements into a first person shooter. Um, yeah, I felt Doom would be perfect for that. You know, just you know having an invasion mod where you fight hordes of monsters. Um, don't know why I called it Shotgun Frenzy, though, because uh, <laughs> there's only, like, three shotguns in it. That's eh, not important. Uh, don't worry about the name. I guess. Yeah, I guess it's just a name that's stuck, kind of like Total Chaos. Like, if yeah. I were to call Total Chaos something else, like, i call it anything but Total Chaos. Um, but it's just, uh, I guess it's a name that's stuck. It's not Total Chaos. There's moments of peace. There's, like, a few seconds here and there. <laughs> you can kind of re- yeah. breathe. Slight, yeah. Slightly total chaos. Mostly chaos. That'd be a good name Mostly for chaos. <laughs> and then, uh, I guess before we get out of here, I did want to mention that you have a short film project that you're working on. He's also yeah, so um, something new I've been working on. Um, it's actually, yeah, actually, you know, not only making Doom mods, I've also been making movies. Um, but unfortunately, most of my movies, like, I'm I'm a terrible director. I'm really bad with working with actors, and uh, most of the scripts I write are really bad. So I was like, okay, I got this knowledge behind you know 3D art and um, you know creating monsters and all this sort of stuff. So it's like, okay, let's give uh, 3D animation a go. And the, the good thing about making a 3D animated movie is you don't have to worry about scripts or dialogue. You could just like you know make it wordless, right? Um, so I. Recently created a movie called Love Bites, which is about a robot who's sort of alone in a apocalyptic wasteland. Um, and I just finished it up last, uh, must have been February. Um, so, yeah, I started entering it into film festivals and uh, doing that whole, you know, centered around the world sort of thing. Mm. Um, but, uh, yeah, still early days. Um, yeah, still got to learn how to do the whole distribution thing. Right. That's pretty fucking cool, dude. Like, you've really encompassed your whole, you know, I I don't want to say you've met your peak, but really reached around your artistic abilities here, man. Oh, man. That that, that, that scares me, eh? It's like, oh, man, are these my golden years? Is this it? (laughs) No. I slightly hope not. It's really cool, man. Like you just got your fingers in a lot of different pots, and you're bound to strike gold at some point, especially with the mm. the, the content that you've turned out thus far. So, uh, cheers. You have my total support. Cheers. And well, I'll, I'll I'll let you know as soon as I can announce this new this next one. Yeah, um, yeah. I didn't want to bring do, it up. I do think um, it'll definitely be up your alley. Um, yeah, I'll let you know as soon as I can let you know anything yeah. about it. Fuck yeah, we'll talk again. As soon as you're ready, dude, just let me know. We'll get you right back on the show. We'll promote the hell of it. Sweet. Yep. Any uh, closing thoughts, thank yous, anything like that before we get out of here? Um, no, I guess just, uh, yeah, thanks for the interview. I mean, mm-hmm. um, uh, yeah, I always love, you know, talking to people who reach out. Um, so, yeah, no, I appreciate it. Yeah, man. I appreciate you too, brother.
if you enjoyed this podcast and you want to hear more material like it, you can go over and visit quakefans.net forward slash network for links to our network of awesome podcasts similar to this one. Yeah, I know, right? Like it's like uh, it's it's weird pitching it, but you get the point. You can find links to more in the Keep podcast. Go back through the catalog. There's a lot of really cool guests back there. You can listen to Doom is Dead question mark podcast ran by Human Bones and Doosome of the Multiplayer Doom Federation. It's a really fucking cool one that we actually produce right here at the Keep. Also, you can check out the Quake Cast by Dump Trucking RC and sometimes JCR. You can check out Beyond Strafe Jumping by Shazik, which is fucking cool. And also, Full Tech and the Retro 20, each of these ran by your very own QuakeFans.net proprietor, Smango. Please go check these shows out. I hope you enjoy them. <laughs>